Rated M for Mature. We want more. We want more. Like, we really like it. We want more. Cushcations. Cushcations is a black-owned and 420-friendly vacation rental company with homes in multiple areas of Denver, Colorado, and everything you need to host an amazing stoner getaway. No longer worry about if your Airbnb or your hotel allows smoke or being charged that awful extra fee if you're caught smoking. Enjoy your weed, your vacation, plus additional amenities. Those amenities include hot tubs, beer pong tables, golf course, private movie theater, game rooms, including pool tables, personal electric scooters, TVs in every room, and a private backyard in every home. It is Cushcation's mission to deliver a memorable 420 vacation for every guest. Whether you smoke or not, you can go relax or get lit in one of these five-star vacation homes. Book your Cushcation's trip today and use code Cushcations.com for 10% off your first booking on Cushcations.com. That's K-U-S-H-K-A-T-I-O-N-S.com and find them on Instagram at Cushcation's. Once again, that's K-U-S-H-K-A-T-I-O-N-S. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the show. It's season three of Wine, Weed, and Weave. Thank you so much for listening and supporting this season and the last two seasons. I can't believe we're three seasons in. It's still crazy to me because it was never my intention to start uh, a full, like, multi-season podcast but it really goes to show you how many of us are in this community and have stories to tell and have information we want to learn and share so I'm really grateful to have the platform to to do that Um, as always for those that don't know the show is all about women of color and cannabis and the whole purpose of the show is to highlight the voices work and opportunities and challenges as well um, of black and brown women in the cannabis industry I myself am a black woman everyone here is either Black, Latina, or some kind of minority, and we all have very different experiences, um, but we're all experiencing kind of the same thing at the same time, so it's great conversations to have. Disclaimer, as always, everyone on the show is over the age of 21. We live in a legal state. We can consume cannabis. I don't know if anyone cares. Like, weed is legal everywhere now, so I don't know if it matters if I keep that disclaimer in. Uh, No announcements today. If you ever want to see what's going on with me and the show, or if there's any, like, changes, you can go on my Instagram, at the Marijuana Ayana for all of that information so today we'll get into the guest so i've been watching this young woman do the work that she does in the industry for a while now i just told her for years and she was so surprised and i really admire her work and her work ethic and the vision she has for like cannabis education and kind of the the life that she leads herself like she is a very hard worker but she does also like make time for herself for self-care which is a big part of her brand which I love that she actually practices what she preaches um she's the founder and creator of Green Goddess Glow which is a website and a brand that was created to reimagine a world where cannabis fungi and plant medicine are essential wellness tools for sustainable self-care I love that her work and herself have been featured in LA 
Weekly, Elle Magazine, BET, a bunch of other stuff. She's been published. She's a cannabis educator, a researcher, a student, a creative director. Um, she's just encouraging people to be more mindful with their cannabis use and self-care. And also, like, she just looks so good doing it. It makes it look so easy. So following her journey has been so fun. Please welcome Dijanae Evans. Welcome, girl. Wow. Who is this woman? <laughs> I want to know her. I get that reaction every time. People are like, oh, my God, who's coming? Oh, it's me. Who is she? <laughs> it's you. Thank it's you. you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, the intro is my favorite because I really get to remind you that, that, that you're that bitch, you know? Like, Listen. You get to have someone t- tell you out loud and you're like, oh, I did do all this. Wow. Like, listen, I'm humble right now. I really appreciate it. And I'm, again, like, even in the intro, like you said, you're like, I was telling you, I've been following you. And I'm like, really? Okay. <laughs> I feel the pressure. Who do you think all these followers are? They're all people. They're- <laughs> <laughs> they are people. And sometimes I forget. And, um, and I'm the same way. Yeah. And I'm just like, I really want to feel like, really close so I'm excited for the things that are coming down the pipeline that allow me to do that well I'm so glad to have you on the show thank you again for giving me your time of course I'd like to check in see how you're feeling it's April it's 420 season I don't know if you've been super busy and then what are you smoking on today if you are smoking so actually I had an edible which I was like you know I'm gonna be real poised and sweet in the beginning and then it might kick in and you know no people start to go a little loopy at the end don't worry (laughs) (laughs) so I had a um also I'm in in LA for those of you who don't know and I had a Kiva Camino gummy um it was the pear the Kiva gummy yes it was the pear um two to six so a little bit of CBD in there as well nice and then that's great i'm having a real cute glass of alkaline water and yes you know, alkaline water <laughs> <laughs> so we go we can go with that you can also drink water i'm like the worst at drinking wine consistently on the show regardless of me naming this show what i did um so no judgment here <laughs> i'm drinking like a like the most like lightweight of lightweight like healthy Californian drinks. Oh. I'm drinking a, a ginger berry hard kombucha. Yes. Can we give it up for the kombucha? kombucha? Yes. I didn't even know I needed a hard kombucha. I was like, this is delicious. That is and good. it has a little it has like six percent alcohol. So maybe it does something. I don't know. It will. That's all you need. It, if you have two or three possibly, but I drink one and I'm good. And then I had um uh, space cookies nice. nice space cookies and some berry ginger kombucha for me today beautiful that kind of vibes in cali today you know good, beautiful. good weather to like have like cold drinks and, and pre-rolls i agree but i'm super pumped in this conversation um so first things first what was your first experience like with cannabis and do you even recall like what you smoked and how it made you feel God, do I know what I smoked? <laughs> no. So the first time I think I actually consumed cannabis, um, it wasn't the first time I had been in a hot box, but it was the first time I'd actually put my lips to the blunt. So um, I had. So you had been getting secondhand for a while. Yeah, like I had. Okay. I had made a, a habit out of being the one that was old enough to buy the swishers. And um, <laughs> and ditching school with my friends, so oh, man, good times. <laughs> so um, yeah, I think one day 
we had decided we were going to skip class and I was like, all right, this is the day I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And I did. (laughs) I don't know if I was really high or just goofy, um, but it took me some time to really understand how to actually pull um, Mm -hmm. off the blunt so you could feel something different. And so that was the first time I used, I don't know that that was the correct time. I feel you. I think a lot of us didn't do it the right time the first time. (laughs) We were like, (laughs) it's not working. And it was working. We were just doing it wrong. I mean, by the time I got to like my first year of junior college, listen, I was a pro. I was like an athlete. Yeah, I'm like, when did you feel like you were like, I, when did you realize that cannabis was like contributing to your, your life, your health, your wellness, and you wanted to like do it consistently and have a part of your routine? So my, um, my dealer when I got to college um, lived around the corner from me and he also was in like my class oh, nice. That's convenient, <laughs> at the right? community college so like we would see each other and be like oh you trying to smoke after this and they'd be like easy done and um, <laughs> so I smoked a lot like I smoked so much and um, it was just it was great I had a job I was making money I was making straight A's I would like smoke and come home and do my homework and watch the Olympics that's probably the best memory I have and I tell the story a lot but like I really enjoyed Mm -hmm. watching the Olympics when I was high um because the precision okay and the dedication you just paid like super attention yeah you were like yo these are superheroes exactly and it just made me feel like a superhero so Yes, um, that's when I realized <laughs> it was contributing to my life. I was happy. I was looking good. I was like doing all the things that I needed to do. And I felt amazing at the time. So, yeah, like that's when I realized it was a part of my life. And I was actually a stoner. And I was the girl every time I went places and linked up with my friends that I was always the one with weed. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you're, the, you're her now. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. I have no problem with that. Right. Um, when did you like kind of decide and also come to the realization that you wanted to be in the industry and be beyond just a consumer? Um, when I realized I hated the entertainment industry. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. I mean, okay. So walk us through that journey. That's pretty much my segue <laughs> to my next question is like, just give us a summary. I mean, they're kind of a good question to put together anyway, but give us a summary of your, your journey, your professional journey up until you getting into the cannabis industry and being like oh I'm in this. yeah I mean so I was in college um when cannabis legalization was taking a turn for the better mm-hmm. um if we want to call it that and uh I was in DC at the time I went to Howard HU and you are my second HU alum on this show god dang we out so y'all can't see me, but I'm dancing. Um, I might have to hit a swag, <laughs> sir. Anyways, so so I was um, studying journalism. And one of the beats or what I was following at the time was cannabis legalization. And shortly after the conversation of criminal justice reform, mm-hmm. and like all those things started to, to come into play. And I was like, damn, I really want to get into this. But I don't know exactly how. I was really feeling mm-hmm. myself. Somebody had blessed me with an ounce and I had sold some of it. So (laughs) I was like, I could really sell weed now. Who am I going to be? And it's like, and I just had all these ideas. Um, 
And but it was so new. It was like, no one really knew what so direction to go with new. it. And so what happened actually is like most seniors in college, I went through this very depressive episode when my first, uh, my plan A, my plan B, my plan C, and my plan D didn't work out. And I ended up working <laughs> for um, a really large entertainment company, um, mm-hmm. a subsidiary, subsidiary, sorry, of Viacom, actually. And so to everyone else, it was like, oh, girl, you're on red carpets. You get to interact with celebrities, like yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I hate it here. And so <laughs> you're like, this sucks. Man, I feel that so hard. It's was... like being in a job that looks super cool to your friends, but you're like, I don't want to do this. I don't <laughs> like it. And I was very disillusioned very quickly. And um, I started freelancing and doing some wellness writing mm-hmm. and working with wellness influencers. And I was like, yes, this is what I like to see. People are making content. They're really cool. They're doing awesome things. And, um, you know, then I was like, well, how do we like kind of bridge the gap between like, you know, cannabis and wellness and make it more uh, within the same conversation and, mm-hmm. and kind of shift the way look at this um and talk about it and relate to it and so that's kind of when I was like well I am gonna start reviewing products and so I just went to the dispensary and picked up a whole bunch of shit and I was like let me just start on Mm -hmm. YouTube and then from there I was like well had this 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 revelation when I was high and I feel like I get my best ideas when I'm high actually oh the best I I know right the high ideas that the high revelations yes and so after that I was like but it needs to be more and so (laughs) you know it's it's been an evolution since then I I didn't and I want to preface this conversation by saying this to people because I feel like this is really really important I didn't get into this industry really knowing what I was doing um and I didn't get in this industry because I thought I was going to make a lot of money at it and I also Mm -hmm. didn't get into this industry um thinking that I would end up here so for anybody who's thinking listen none of us did right every time I look at my life I'm like how is everything on my schedule related to weed everything but it's it's crazy that that's life now and it's, it's wild, but I never planned it. Nobody, none of us did because we didn't I, know would get this far. I couldn't have. And so um, I just wanted to, to let everyone else know that, that that's, it came about very organically. I've always had a relationship to cannabis um, and it's always been a part of my life before I was even conscious of it. And so, yeah, um, yeah that started me on the path a friend of mine Bianca got me a job at a dispensary not long after and that was the start it's so crazy how much can change so fast and I have a very kind of I can definitely relate to your story because I was also a journalism major I was writing about weed in college because I was watching the legal market and I was fascinated and didn't really know what to do with that information until I was given a job like in the industry so I totally feel you being like you have to kind of go in it like having no clue (laughs) and like being very open 
to learning and just like taking in information because you'll be successful you'll be more successful that way exactly be a and, sponge. you know you can make money you can you can want to like make money in this space that's totally fine clearly there's lots of money here but if that's your one incentive it's just hard to like kind of keep building off of that yeah because it's a slow build <laughs> Yeah, if you don't make the money, you're going to quit. I'm like, and if you don't make money in this industry that easy, I'm sure as you know. So how did you kind of end up creating, you kind of like prefaced it, kind of like you said, uh, creating Green Goddess Glow. I feel like when I saw your brand, it was one of the first that I saw that was incorporating cannabis with wellness. And I, I loved it because it was something that I was able to resonate with as a consumer. I was like, this is what I want to see. Like, I want to see more of this type of stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was heavily influenced by the the women that I was working with at the time. So um, before I really decided what Green Goddess Glow would be, again, it was a high thought. Mm-hmm. But I had been around like, um, like, and written for even a Black Girl in Ohm, and I had worked with really mm-hmm. brilliant creatives, um, like. Lauren Vanderpool, who is an amazing chef, uh, Janae of my, uh, or Sweet Potato Soul, sorry, brilliant, <laughs> brilliant chef. And so like, these are the women I was coming into contact with. And I was like, oh my God, why am I, well, why am I meeting some of the most amazing people? First of all, I had seen them around for years um, and been like, oh, it would be so great to be friends with them. And then fast forward, <laughs> I'm working with them. Yeah, and so I was very inspired by the work that they've done, and I continue to be inspired by them. And so that was really where I I uh, had the thought and realized what could be created and how it could manifest. So um, Mm -hmm. again, it started with YouTube because that's that's what I was seeing um, at the time, and I wanted to apply that like makeup tutorial review uh kind of scenario to cannabis and um it worked out for a while I'm, I'm actually very 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 afraid of being in front of cameras so it didn't last very long like I I was literally palm sweating like crying like trying to get oh, things no. out and then it's like you also use the products which is like sometimes I'm like I'm too high so you're like oh no I can't even do it no more I've done that before I'm like how many takes so I have to do I right I was recording on my phone um I was working at the dispensary so I was making $11 an hour it was just like I didn't have a team so there were so many deterrents but I got out what I could get out and I'm always like how do people even find this YouTube years later um <laughs> but I'm very grateful <laughs> for that experience because it taught me um what it takes like sometimes it takes that because mm-hmm. that's how people noticed me they were like oh yeah don't you have a youtube channel and i'm like fuck i do and i'm here and now what and so um it's been mm-hmm. a con- you're like i have to keep putting exactly so i started an instagram because i was like well if it's about you know giving people education and like representation then i should move this to instagram too and so Instagram was a slow build. That was like 2017. And um, mm-hmm. wow, that was 2017 when I first posted something. And um, yeah. That seems like like 20 years ago, but it wasn't. I 
just here, which is so I've long. lived several <laughs> lifetimes since then, so I completely understand. For those who don't know, being in the cannabis industry is like living three different lives in one year. I feel like 26, I got in the industry in 2016, and I was just saying on Instagram the other day, like, it's great that all these states are legal now, but I don't even know what to think of it at the moment, because so many people are saying so much, and I'm just like, this is yeah. overwhelming. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Um, it's definitely a shift in conversation. It's a, a, a shift in our, our collective thought about cannabis and what's going to happen next, and that's always an interesting conversation, especially when you get into like medical cannabis versus adult use mm-hmm. and all the science that I'm and research that I'm reading. Um, it's very, very interesting. And having that conversation from a pharmaceutical standpoint is always um, a little hard for me, but here we are. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of pharmaceutical, are you correct me if I'm wrong, aren't you a, a student of some sort for like a pharmaceutical or um, cannabis? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I've, I'm a little spy. I've looked at your stories and I'm like, she's studying. What is I know. I think the last there? thing I posted, I was like eight fucking hours later. I had like... <laughs> Yeah, I think that was the last thing I saw. I was like, what kind of, what is she studying? Um, yeah, I was um, taking an exam. So I am a student. I currently attend the University of Maryland um, pharmacy school, uh, studying medical cannabis science and therapeutics. And um, it's, it's, it's definitely... Um, challenging me in all the it right looks ways. like some pretty intense curriculum just from the couple words I see on your mm-hmm. screen <laughs> I'm like I don't know what these four words you posted are <laughs> it's funny because when I first uh got in transferred to um to Howard I was like oh I'm gonna be a biology major and then I got to chemistry and I was like fuck this and so now like to be <laughs> taking chemistry again I'm like bro why are y'all doing this but I get it and I understand um, why it's necessary. Um, I'm not sure how the industry mm-hmm. is going to evolve, but I'm always trying to position myself and um, put myself in the best uh, in the best place uh, to take on any opportunity that presents itself. And as you mentioned earlier, uh, Green Goddess Glow was very, very, very focused on education. And um, that's mm-hmm. always been a passion of mine. But then I'm like, why do I want to make myself care my work? So I had to shift a little bit, but definitely teaching will always be uh, important to me. And so this program definitely aligns with where I see myself later on. Yeah. To be a great educator and be a great teacher, you have to be like willing to learn, always willing to to read a book or, or ask people questions. Like you can never know too much, especially about cannabis. Like there's just so much information about it. And there's still more information coming. Like the course you just said, that probably did not exist five years ago. Girl, it didn't exist three years ago. Yeah, I'm like, that didn't exist at all. What a world we live in now. Yep. I know, it's crazy. Why is it like so important to you to uh, educate women of color specifically or just people of color about cannabis and how to use it in a different way and how to kind of think about it from a different yeah. perspective. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a person that 
uh, a person. I don't know why I said that, but <laughs> there's a doctor. <laughs> the edibles Probably. are kicking in. There's a doctor. Her name is Rachel Knox, <laughs> um, and she's like, yes, oh, yes. come her. on. Yeah. She has this beautiful. I like. I feel like it's my cheat sheet. She has like this really awesome <laughs> YouTube video where she's talking to this like crowd of students about why endocannabinology is important. Uh, or what it is even. And so I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? She's going to be the one to revolutionize the way we think about health equity. And um, I started there to say, like, there's so many variations of education that we need, right? And the biggest hurdle for me as a cannabis consumer, as a Black woman starting out, judgment. Mm-hmm. I judge myself so mm. hard mm-hmm. about being a consumer. Like, I literally would be like, oh, I can't have this until I achieve this thing. And how dare I spend $20 on, on, on cannabis mm-hmm. or $40. Very familiar with that feeling. Know a lot of friends. Yeah. Are. And so for me, it was like, for me to, to, to be able to say, hey, actually, this is a, de-stressor this is what I need to feel Mm -hmm. well this is uh something that I choose to do and um it benefits me and I don't need to be ashamed about that that part um for black women specifically I think is the first step because because we have to do so much unlearning about everything else this is no different there has to be an unlearning about everything that we have thought about cannabis, associated with cannabis, thought about ourselves because we use it. And I think that that's important. And I mean, it's great for, I I love when people pop up and they're like, yes, this is me. I love this. But I always get those DMs like, but I get really anxious Um, or it's not legal in my state or I love that you're doing this, but I could never do this. I'm, I'm still, I'm still fighting a charge I got. And I'm like, bruh, that's tough. I feel that for so much. I've had to like talk friends like somewhat down off of like kind of being like super ashamed of their cannabis use. So I totally understand that to be like, no, it's okay. Like if this is something that makes you feel good, if it makes you feel like you're not going to like just have your head roll off your body because that's how I feel like a lot of us feel when we are overwhelmed and it's especially black women, we are required to do so much for so many people and this is just another thing that we can do for ourselves and we definitely should like think of it that way um and you're like perfectly transitioning into all my questions girl (laughs) because each each answer you have I'm like this is a great transition so obviously we like deal with this stigma um you know having this fear and this anxiety especially around being open about our cannabis use what stigmas do you still hear? You mentioned some already, but if there are any more that like kind of pop in your head that you want to change through your work and through your platform? Um, some stigmas. I mean, I think that there are some things that I hear and I'm just like, actually, shut up. And so like when people are like, <laughs> like when no, people are like oh, the CBD industry, anytime I'm just like, you do know that if it's heated at a certain temperature, that CBD can turn into THC. So shut up. What? Who said that? I just that? learned it in school. Who said Exactly. Oh. Come on. That's all I'm trying. I'm just, That's I'm just trying to spread the wealth. So, <laughs> so actually... <laughs> 
there's that. And then the stigma around THC users specifically, it's like, oh, but I don't want mm-hmm. the stuff that gets you high. And I'm like, you're tripping. You're tripping for so many reasons. And you don't have to get high if you use THC properly. And yeah, not every amount of THC will get you exactly. high. You exactly. And so I don't like that stigma. Um, I also don't like that, you know, people associate you being a cannabis consumer with being an over consumer. I probably yeah. use the least cannabis of a lot of people. And I use less cannabis than I should be using, to be honest. And so <laughs> I know a lot of people in the industry who actually don't smoke as much as exactly. they like. But they smoke. Like they just will smoke a lot that one day. And then the rest of the week, they're like, chilling. exactly, which happens. It's like a part of the lifestyle is, I think you just get to a certain place and a certain type of respect and relationship with a plant that it's just like, okay. Yeah, it's really up to yeah. you to like what your relationship exactly. is like with it. And it's also up to you to like have those conversations with people to to break those exactly. stigmas. Like I love wearing like weed shirts because people will be my shirt and be like, nice shirt. And I'll be like, oh, do you smoke? And they'll be like, no. Like, well, what do you think about cannabis? And we'll have like a whole conversation in Target or whatever. I love that. That happened to me recently. So I made a sweatshirt and um, it's it says self-care is a solo blunt. And I saw your sweatshirts. Except for pre-order, you can pre-order. You right sure now. can. Yes, just so you know, a humble plug. So, um, <laughs> so I was in Sedona, and this this woman looked over at me like we were sitting across from each other at a fire pit, and I was having this beautiful ass dinner. And she's like, "Oh, that's so funny." And so everyone looks and is just like, "Oh, what does that mean? What does that mean?" So then this like middle aged group of white people. I uh, started talking about <laughs> blunts and, and, you know, cannabis and like weed. And there's just like, oh, have you ever? And da 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 da. And I'm trying to enjoy my meal. So I'm not giving him my energy or my time. But it, like, I'm just sitting here. <laughs> but it was great. It was great to hear um, that conversation be sparked just because of what you're Yeah. Wearing, so. Just because of that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, a great, that's an easy way to break a stigma for sure. Pre order his sweatshirt, humble plug. Um, <laughs> Oh, I know that. I love that affirmation as well. Once again, part of transition to self care is a solo blunt. Sometimes, really, like there are some days where you're like, I just need to roll one for myself and have it by myself and really intentionally breathe so I don't go off on anyone. You know, everyone has those days. And I, I see, obviously, like in your branding on your page, that affirmations and meditations are a big part of like your own personal routine and your brand. Why are these important to you? And like, how has affirmation and meditation played a role in your life? It's played a huge role in my life. I know that. Yeah. Um, your word is your bond, right? I think I've, I've heard mm-hmm. that so many times, and so many times, and I. It didn't even really resonate until I said it now. But that's the first thing that came to mind when you asked that question. And it's like, I want to be married to the things that I say and them so much that I love them. I yeah. Love and so um, I've been reading uh, Florence uh, Shabel's Shin for a good amount of time. And um, I have so many books, probably more books than I actually will ever have time to read, but I'm going to make time to read. <laughs> I'm also a book hoarder. I was just telling someone this. I was like, I just 
keep buying books, and I had not finished the last three. <laughs> oh, I, I cannot believe that we are having this conversation about this because I hoard so many books. It's so good to be in the right company. Um, so, yes, Florence, um, I've been reading The Daily Stoic for about three years. If anybody has been following me, they know I keep posting it every year. Um, and, like, Messiah's Handbook. So, anyways... There's all these things that like pop out at me and these books that offer affirmations mm-hmm. and, and ways of, of recalibrating the way that I think and process things. Mm-hmm. And so um, they're huge. They shift our perspective. That's, that's literally all it's about. It's about shifting your perspective and getting closer to um, identifying with the mind of God, essentially. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. How do you like incorporate cannabis into your like meditation and affirmation routine? Because I know for me, like sometimes it's hard to get into that headspace, especially if you're having like a stressful day or feeling discouraged or feeling anxious. And cannabis will sometimes help me be like, okay, have good thoughts about yourself. Think, think good things like, you know, have a positive thought and it kind of just barrels from there. If I have a joint and then I have a positive thought, I'll just keep having positive thoughts. Yes. And the opposite of that, when you have a negative thought and you just really dig yourself down in there. Yeah, that could happen too. (gasps) That is scary. Um, And so I think for me... a good question because a lot of the times if I get high at any point it immediately turns into a meditation whether I mean it to or not and I think actually (laughs) I love that be like everyone shut up get out of the room I have a meditation but also if you just think about like the actual um I don't want to say prescription, but the actual like experience of most cannabis users after they smoke, they end up in very deep thought and not even on purpose. So that question is hard to answer. And I had to answer it that way because I'm like, if I smoke or use (laughs) cannabis, almost automatically it becomes a meditation. I become more aware. I think the first time I meditated, I was stoned. Like I was like, I'm going to try it. And I did it, and I loved it. It's like this is great. Yes, and that is even a better way to get into meditation because it's it used to be hard for me, um, like to just sit there in silence and like really mm-hmm. be in my body and quiet out all the noise. Like, and sometimes it still is. So, um, you know, I think mm-hmm. I owe not owe cannabis, but I can uh, say that cannabis has helped me in meditation, and then in terms of affirmations, just books and books and books and like really Mm -hmm. having a look in the mirror and be like what did you forget like who the fuck you are let me remind (laughs) you and words are so powerful like I think just because we're always so busy and our minds are always racing as just as just human beings in general we tend to forget how powerful our words and our thoughts are yeah and if you remember that power like you can like you said like you were talking about there were people that you were watching and you were admiring and you wanted to work with them and then you were working with them like I've like fully had those like weird moments where I was like on someone's Instagram and I was like I'm gonna meet this person and then a week later I was in their house and I was like oh my god I am a powerful (laughs) manifester because my words and my thoughts really were like in sync with each other exactly when I am able to have those two and 
allow myself to sit and just like consume CBD or THC or not and then just meditate your brain can be like oh I I am actually able to like create my own reality and like Mm. do and be anything Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's the key right there but you don't realize that until you're high honestly well at least I did (laughs) (laughs) and that's a beautiful revelation it's a beautiful revelation honestly and truly so what um advice or tips do you recommend to someone that wants to add cannabis or CBD whether they're smoking it or using it topic to their self-care um, or wellness routines but don't really know where to start they're just are like I want to you know not be stressed all the time I can't sleep I can't eat 4,000 kids and they what do you think they should you know start to do to make the steps forward to implement that intentional time to take care of themselves with or without cannabis yeah, um, that's a great question. And I love the way you phrased it. Um, speaking to the fact that there are different reasons people end up using cannabis, right? Loud mm-hmm. kids, stress, they can't sleep. And you want to find something that is fitting to your lifestyle, right? And, and yeah. comfortable because a lot of people think, well, I don't want to smoke no reefer, or if you're talking to your <laughs> granny, maybe. Or Yeah, they just think all you can do is smoke a blunt. You're like, yeah. there's tea, there's honey, there's all sorts of things now. Right, like, and so it starts with, like, one, education, right? Like, what fits into my lifestyle? What are my options? Letting people know they have options, first and foremost, mm-hmm. um, and that's a really big part of education. And then just like, what does it mean? What does it look like? Uh, If, you know, you wake up in the morning and I always say pair it with something that you do already or that you want to create a good habit around, right? So if you wake up in the morning, you're like, damn, I want to write a gratitude list every day, but I keep forgetting. Then smoke the blunt while you write your gratitude list. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause then it forces you to sit down. <laughs> exactly. Stay still. Or if you have tea, um, you know, in the morning or hot water, coffee, it's like, Oh, well let me add a tincture in here or let me, you know, take, uh, a, a edible with my morning coffee, depending on what that looks like. So mm-hmm. I think that there's ways to approach that um, or let me take a CBD supplement later in the evening because for some people, CBD makes them sleepy so or CBN even. So it really just depends on what you're looking for, you know, whether you want to feel uh, the effects of, of THC or not. And then uh, what is most comparable for your lifestyle. So Mm-hmm. Yeah, like if you do have kids, like you probably don't want to do flour. You would probably want like an edible or a vape or something. Exactly, know? and so it's so interesting because uh, shortly after I um, I launched the the website and started working the dispensary, I was like, well, I can do consultations, and the few that I have mm-hmm. done, um, I feel like were really beneficial to people who were like, well, where do where do I start with? Where do I go? And it was just like having virtual people coming to a dispensary because mm-hmm. or having a virtual dispensary experience because this is what I was doing all day every day is talking to people about you're here at the dispensary you want to know what to get and if you went before yeah. you talked to me like the budgeter would just tell you to, to get what they like and that's not what you need 
So yeah. So sometimes it's good to listen to the butt tender. Like if your butt tender sees you consistently and they kind of like know you, but sometimes it's not all that great because look, if you like some, that's not gonna work for you. And so the scary thing that I've heard, like literally, I was on set one time. Now it's story time. I was on set. Okay, I'm ready. Um, <laughs> I was on set, and I, oh, again, shout out to Lauren. I was on set for this like Nike thing. And Lauren was was the chef. She was chefing it up. She was doing a workshop for it. (laughs) And um, I was sitting in a chair because I was there assisting Mm -hmm. her. But I got my makeup done. And I was like, oh, this is what we're doing. And so Mm -hmm. I was talking to the the makeup artist. And she was like, yeah. She was like, you work in cannabis? I was like, I do. And so she was like, "Um," she was like, cool. Um, I I went to the dispensary to get my mom something. Um, because she was, she mm-hmm. was, uh, she had just gotten out of surgery, and I needed to to take her home from the hospital. She said I wanted to make sure that I tried it before I gave it to her. She was like, I took that thing, I got so high, and I had to call my mother and tell her I could not drive. And I was like, oh, No, who gave you this? And what the hell did you have? I think she had like an edible or something. And so for me, it's like. Obviously, we know better. Like we know what type of tenders yeah. we can check them and see, like oh, to see what they if they know what they're talking about. Both. Oh yeah, I'm not annoying. I ask a million questions. I've been a butt tender, so I'm like, if you don't know, I'm not exactly. And so most people <laughs> don't know. Most people it's their first time. Most people are like, what do you think? And that's never how you need to be approaching it. You need to be proactive yeah. about your cannabis experience. So, and not reactive, which I, I would love for people to do, which is why education is so important. But yeah, yes. you know, just those little things. Um, but, you know, I think that there is a way to, yeah. to be sure that you're getting what you need. And that starts with taking inventory with yourself. Yeah. And I'm sure there's, there's like consultants online on Instagram that people can reach out to and find in their area and get the information more also there's like youtube and weed tube and like there's like so said, many like the weed industry is just like so huge now like i feel like the very first dispenser i went to was mass sketch it was like real scary <laughs> i mean in 2016 on my little medical card in orange County, what? Was some sus dispensaries but now when i go to dispense i work for a dispensary as well now not as a butt tender i work on like the back end doing marketing uh-huh. um going in there now it's it's like a target and I'm like this is wild but everyone in there they give you the information that you need and those are the experiences you can have now versus back then and you can get a better sense of what works for you and not feel pressure like you don't have to buy everything or buy anything at all you can just go ask questions I love that I love what you said and that is so accurate and true um and people should absolutely do that do what she said because that's right. <laughs> <laughs> this is not an episode about me. It's about you. I'm just bouncing off. No, I appreciate that. Um, I mean, I still give consultations here and there, um, but now they're a little bit more broad. So it's for people who mm-hmm. do use cannabis but want to learn about uh, other adaptogens. So the reason yeah. there's just so much information, so like you said, like there's just so much, much information. But also, like there's so many things that are available to you. And that's kind of why the the Green Goddess Glow shifted a little bit in like 
yes, cannabis, but also fungi and plant medicines because there's so many mm-hmm. things that make you feel good and are good for you. And we really have to get in that mode of being happy and loving life and it being pleasurable, which is all the things that cannabis yeah. do. And there's so many other things that do that too. And I love that you kind of just put cannabis and fungi and plant medicine just kind of seamlessly together because they are, to me at least, one and the same. Like uh, cannabis is just another herbal plant medicine to me. And when you put it next to those other medicines, you realize what it, it, it really is. It's not you know, this scary drug that people thought it once was. Right. And now I'm like, there would be no cannabis without shrooms. And so <laughs> growing cannabis <laughs> really put me on to a lot of things. And now I absolutely love, like I love and I'm low-key obsessed with shrooms. So. Oh man, I have yet to try, but it's on my to-do Ooh. list for uh, my birthday. So oh my it's definitely in my to-do. Great, let um, me know. So how do you... I know everyone's like oh my god recommendations for you like okay okay I'll text you I'll ask questions okay please do (laughs) um so how do you implement cannabis or shrooms or any other fungi to your own self-care routine and your own wellness practices and do you set like a daily time to do this like what is what does DJ's self-care look like with weed girl no um and so it does like I don't know no it does it does and it's definitely evolving Uh, again the whole uh platform in and of itself was rooted in that it was founded on that and it really did at the time create a routine and a regimen for me that drastically shifted like my mindset like my health Mm -hmm. and it really got me on track in the right direction so I'm here now so um in terms of like my routine now I'm more like intuitive if that's how when I approach it I'm more intuitive in how I consume because my days are so incredibly busy that's the one thing I thought like oh my god I want all the things and I'm now I'm learning like you can have everything you just don't want it at the same time <laughs> you don't you're like there's almost so much time it's like, why <laughs> why do you why would you create this reality the whole point is to be in love with yourself and to literally make your life about self-care so because I do wake up early and work out before work and then I'm I have a full-time job and then green goddess glow and then school I'm just like you know Mm -hmm. there are days where I'm just like you know what I'm gonna do an edible and the only thing I'm gonna do today is relax and do whatever feels good to me and I like that yes we all need to do more Ooh. of that. Just be like, listen, I'm going to just take this edible and have a day. To That's myself. it. And then it's like, it turns into an edible and then I smoke later in the day. And then that peaks the edible a little even, even more. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, I'm going to get into some yoga. And then I'm like, oh, should I get in a bathtub and put the salts in there with oh, the yes. Delta 8? And just keep taking care of yourself. Yeah. So I love those days. Those are probably my favorite days. Um, now that I'm thinking about it, that might have to be tomorrow or Sunday. And <laughs> you're um, like, I gotta do that again. Yes. I haven't done that in a while. Right. And so um, shit, it might be tonight. So <laughs> Shoot, it's Friday. So um that's kind of been my approach as of recent, but 
as I really refocus um, on Green Goddess Glow and my personal projects, it's like I do really want to be in close communion with the plant more. And so that means, again, mm-hmm. I said this earlier, marrying it to habits that you, good habits that you want to create. So, you know, waking up and, and working out, I could totally fit that in when I have tea after or have my morning water mm-hmm. after. And then um, throughout the day, and especially later in the day when I'm just like, all right, I know I'm going to be in this computer in front of this computer doing like my own creative work or mm-hmm. homework for the next several hours. How do I want to enjoy this? Oh, I'm about to spark up. So it's like I want to have a regimen. I really just have a list and I work the list and I'm just like, OK, at least at one point throughout the day, I need to do this. I don't have a set. Time. Yeah. Like what what part can yeah. I squeeze in my own five ten minutes self-care which is really important I think it makes a difference in how you feel throughout the rest of your day as well absolutely and I I mean give yourself a little bit more than 10 minutes 15 minutes minimum but (laughs) I have to say that (laughs) I'm so grateful that I get to work from home and that gives me the freedom to really be able to feel through the day and how it's going to flow and where I can give my undivided attention it's so great. And for those that can't work from home, like, it's, I used to do it all the time when I used to work jobs I hate. You can sit in your car and, like, it's not preferred, but it makes a world of difference. Just, like, taking a moment to be alone and be like, okay, I'm going to just, you know, smoke in your car, or smoke in your backyard. It just feels or, so good to, like, take a moment to yourself. Yes. Or, you know, I'm hoping that y'all are in states that have these, but, you know, Papa Mint. Like, you know, 20, 30 minutes before your 15 Oh, yeah, minutes. a little milligram, yes. a little, little micro dose. That's the way to do it. And then go outside and just be like, oh, this air is brisk. I'm alive. <laughs> the birds are chirping. The sun is out. Like, I need to really tap in. So that's always great. Yeah. That is always great. Well, we're wrapping up soon. I'm definitely enjoying our conversation. I could talk to you for hours, but I feel like people would be like, they need to stop talking. <laughs> um. <laughs> although you did mention that Green Goddess Glow is on hiatus although it is on hiatus for a relaunch can you share kind of like what's coming up next for the brand what can we expect yeah what are you working on absolutely. you can also pre-order this what shirts as we know are there any more shirts coming absolutely so the affirmational apparel is definitely going to evolve into a line um and to your point affirmations have just truly changed the game for me in a lot they're of so ways. powerful they're so exactly powerful. so I'm like I want other people to be able to affirm me too people might think like oh that's dumb no try it <laughs> <laughs> I would hope not yeah try, try it, it before you make an see what opinion. happens um, but yeah, I want people to be able to affirm me as well. So when people see my sweatshirt, they're like, that's really cool. And I'm like, thank you. My lifestyle, who I am and what I do is actually cool. And it is actually good for me. And you seeing that and affirming me um, is amazing. And that's what I want. And so I want the affirmational apparel to really be able to create more conversation and for people to feel affirmed in who they are and, um, you know, live it. So I'm excited for that. In addition to that, I've I've been studying and getting really clear on how to pair cannabis with other uh, plant medicines, adaptogens, fungi. And so really being able to speak more to that on the platform, a lot more 
content, Instagram lives, offerings on the website, and really moving towards products. So that is that is on the horizons. I'm very, very excited for its expansion. And um, before that, before Green Goddess Glow goes through this full transformation and rebranding, um, I'm working on a social initiative to get people growing cannabis and fruits and vegetables in a space that is conducive for that and is sustainable. Yep. And thank you. And so um, getting ready to launch a fundraiser around that to get brands involved, um, to host different events here and create other content that is truly and only rooted around growing shit and getting people the right information about food and how to be well in every aspect. I love it. I love all the things you're doing. Keep doing Thank it. Thank you. We need more. More Green Goddess Glow, more of the things that you're creating. Um, I definitely want you to take this time now to tell us where we can find you, your Instagram, you have your websites and all that stuff. Um, yeah. Sure. So you can find me at Green Goddess Glow, and that's on Instagram, that's on YouTube, that's on Twitter. And you can also find me at Forever Garden LA, and that is uh, the LA Cannabis Garden, uh, allowing people to grow fruits and vegetables for the health and wellness, and also cannabis. So I'm very excited. Lovely. Thank you so much again, girl, for being on. You have just been such a treat. Everything you say, I've just resonated with so much. I feel like we've had similar journeys, but as you said, we've all started this journey at the same time and then we kind of ended up in this weird space but I'm, I'm so grateful to be here and grateful to meet more women like you and share your story with everyone else out there I think um, as more of us continue to, to get in the industry it encourages more women of color to get in the industry the feedback I can I get consistently is like thank you so much for like showing me that I can like do it too and you know I'm so glad I listened to this person they they're doing the thing that I want to do so I'm grateful for for women like you in the space keep doing what you're doing like oh thank you i appreciate that so much um and i'm excited to see how you evolve and grow in this industry as well thank you well thank you guys again for listening to season three this is episode seven i believe i could be off and recording these out of order um no more announcements this week once again, if you want to find me and the episodes for the show, you can go to my Instagram at the marijuana Ayana and you can find all of the episodes and those details on my page as well as under the hashtag why we didn't weave. Thank you all for listening again. Stay healthy and say hi. Bye guys. <laughs>